My name is Dustin Wheeler. My family calls me Duck Duck, and my love of wine created the Duck Vine. The joy and passion I have is a bottle of knowledge I want to share with you. Let me be your favorite sommelier and pour you a big glass of edutainment so you can sit back, swirl it, sniff it, and sip it as we ducks fly together through the wine world. Let's duck and go. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It's summertime. It's hot. And if you're in my neck of the woods, a.k.a. the U.S., we're getting ready for a little holiday called the 4th of July. A very famous holiday for us in the Northern Hemisphere in the U.S. Uh, celebrating independence, but also comes with it a great day to gather with friends and family and grill out or barbecue or whatever you call it. But Typically, when we think of these events, we think beer. We think some fun frozen drinks because it's hot. But how do we connect wine to such a holiday? We're going to discover that and more on this episode. And we're just going to kind of jump right into it. So I think when we start to look at wine pairing, especially with grilling and barbecuing, there's a few things, a few different ways we can go about it. We can make this as simple as we want, but we can make it as complicated as we want. However, I think there's one rule to this pairing that above all else is the one thing that we need to be distinctly aware of no matter what kind of wine or what kind of food we are having. Like I talked about, we're outside. We're having fun. It's hot. We got some water sports going on. We're by the pool. Maybe there's a sprinkler. So what's that telling us about ourselves right then? We're trying to cool ourselves down. We are temperature aware. So the worst thing that you could do in this scenario, especially if we're pairing with wines, is ignore what's going on around and ignore the temperature. It's a hard adage here because we've been trained so much that whites need to be cold and reds need to be room temperature. But what is really room temperature? What are we talking about when we say this red needs to be served at room temperature? We are in that 65 to 70 degree range. Room temperature is not today's room temperature. When they were talking about room temperature, medieval castles, especially uh, in the olden days where uh, they'd be cold and damp, 65, 70 is a great uh, location for reds to be. Even more so if we're in a hotter environment, we want to cool those suckers down a wee bit more. So that is where the the kind of like lore, the, the the history of what is room temperature. It, it's not modern day room temperature. It was back 1400s room temperature. So the biggest mistake we can get uh, do today, especially if we're serving any kind of reds with our barbecue, is not cool them off, not chill them down. So there's a few a few approaches. The whites, we're all going to do it. We're going to stick them in ice. Makes plenty of sense. 
Um, ice baths are a very common way that if you still want to keep your wines out, but um, don't want to have to deal with going in and out of cooler, want easy access to them. If you find some kind of a bucket, like a tub, um, and you throw some water in there and then throw some ice, it'll keep that water temperature relatively cool and then also keep those red wines cool as well. So um, if you don't have a tub and all you're working with is a cooler, there's a couple ways you can do this. You don't want to like just shove um, the reds down in the ice. You can if you want to. Again, delicious doesn't need explanation. So if that's how you find it the most delicious, you go ahead and do it. But if you get like a, a, a hand towel or something like that, put a little water on it and put it right on top of the ice and then set the reds on top of that towel and have that inside your cooler. It's going to it's going to take that um, the temperature of the ice into that watery towel, transfer it to the wine without getting super overly chilled off. Um, just lay it, nestle it right on top. No need to push it down into the ice. So. First and foremost, no matter what you take away from this podcast, if you're going somewhere and you're taking some wine with you, make sure it's the right temperature. Wine doesn't ruin this fast, but also think about if it's out in the open and in the sun, um, hence why a lot of wine bottles are tinted. Sun does have an effect on wine, and it's not just the temperature. Over time, the sun can actually break down um, wine. So even if it's just for a couple hours, we want to be aware. It's a good reminder not to stick your reds just straight out in the sun. Talking now, since we've really hammered down what temperature or what we need to be aware of first and foremost, let's talk pairings. So there's a couple really quick, simple things to go with. If you're like, Dustin, I ain't got time for this. Family's on their way. I'm in a rush. I I can't listen to you for 30 minutes. Tell me what I need to know right now. Other than temperature, your go-tos are going to be rosés and sparklings. That is an all-time easy pair with barbecue. Super simple. There's a couple of other basic wines that just go well with barbecues like Chenin Blancs, Gamay. If you're in that realm, you got a white, you got a red, and any of your sparklings. If you got to run to the store, there you go. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you have a good uh, a good time with your friends and family. If you want to be more intentional, though, if you really want to break it down, what are we going to look at? There's a few things. Obviously, what are we cooking is going to be a big one to talk about. Are we doing pork? Maybe pork sandwiches, pork chops. Are we doing beef? Are we doing some stockes, some really good steaks? Um, that's going to lead us down one road. Are we vegetarian? Or do we have some, some great skewers with some veggies on them? Are we looking more towards some good old brats and sausages? I mean, is there anything more American than grilling some good old German brats on the 4th of July and then pairing it with um, some delicious uh, French wine? I don't know. But being aware of 
those meats first, and then the second part is how are we seasoning it? Is it saucy? Is it dry rub? Things like that. Because at the end of the day, what's really going to be more important here with uh, the, the grilling out is the weight of the dish. Sauces are going to change the type of meat uh, wherever we're at. So if we've got like, think about a pork, we're doing like a pork shoulder or something like that. Someone might say like a Zinfandel or something to that effect or a Riesling. But if you put it in a spicy or a very peppery sauce, then you might want to go something with a little more a hood spot to it, maybe like a Chianti, a Tempranillo, something like a, a, a Cabernet Blanc, raw as well, maybe Shiraz. Bold red wines pair excellently with grilled meats because of the umami, uh, the, the higher fat in those meats balance out tannins really well. So look at the weight of the dish as a whole, not just the meat. Where's the sauce going to put us? Is there fattiness to it? We need to think about it more as a whole experience and not just one part, especially because a lot of times with barbecues, it's just all piled on a couple pieces of bread, slap it together, and we're good to go. When we get into the sauces, what do we need to be aware of there? Because the not-so-fun part when you talk about sauces is a lot of sauces call for a base that is not easy to be paired with and that is vinegar vinegar in trying to make a great wine pairing out of vinegar is near impossible so when i look at salads or i'm trying to pair salads or i'm going to a chef and say hey we're going to do a, a wine dinner and they try to go towards like a balsamic kind of dressing Anything vinegar-based, I'm like, no, we got to stay away from that. There's so many salad dressings out there that um, we can pair with that do not have vinegar as a main base. So we got to be a little bit aware of that in our sauces. How much vinegar is there? Is it vinegar-forward? It does make it a little bit uh, more difficult when when trying to make pairings uh, with a vinegar-based sauce. But let's just talk broadly North Carolina barbecue sauce has a little bit sweetness. Think of like a petite Syrah. Really great pairing there. Petite Syrah is big. Um, it's going to gonna play with that a uh, little bit of sweetness of that North Carolina barbecue sauce is a real well, a real good uh, compliment. South Carolina um, barbecue sauce or like mustard barbecue sauce. Uh, Think of Montepulciano, uh, Sangiovese, Alianico, things out of Italy. Really great pairings with the spiciness of that mustard um, that has a little more earth to it. Uh, Those Italian wines are really going to complement it. Um, And then Kansas City barbecue sauce. Uh, You know, just kind of your like bread and butter quintessential barbecue sauce. Carmenier, uh, Merlot, Cab Franc, any kind of cab blends are going to go well with that. That pyrazines are just going to complement really well uh, with, uh, I think, like, you know, like a Sweet Baby Ray's kind of a barbecue sauce. So when we get into white meats or chicken and fish because you know not everyone is red meat eater and maybe you know a great salmon um 
great grilled salmon for Fourth of July, or or uh, a good barbecue chicken, or uh, I've seen the beer can chickens. So uh, what are we going to be looking for for those? Full flavored whites and rosés. Again, we're thinking of the weight of these dishes. If they're going to be on the grill, think of those char marks. Think of some of those seasonings that are going to be around it, that smokiness that's going to get into um, the food. The wine almost acts like a palate cleanser. So you get, you know, those lighter uh, vegetables or fishes and chickens, and you get that rosé or that white, and it really kind of balances out, clears out the that smokiness so it's not hanging over too long. So what would be a great wine to complement that? Poulet Fumé that has a little smokiness of its own will kind of hide it. So Sauvignon Blancs is a great one. Riesling, I mean, if we're going to have German brats, might as well have some German wine as, uh, as well. Gruner, Vetliner, fantastic. Will knock out a lot of um, great barbecue pairings. So don't overlook Gruner. Really great one. Now, for going more into the fishiness, um, Depending on the fish, like a white fish, you might need to go something a little lighter. Uh, maybe on the heavier side, you could say like an oat charnay that does have some uh, butteriness to it. But like a vino verde, verdejo, something like that with a white fish. Now, if you get into that salmon, um, Beaujolais is a great one. Great chilled red, especially um, for grilling out again because temperature is so important. So Beaujolais does really well with it. Beaujolais Nouveau, Gamay's, um, that's going to be a fantastic pairing. And, of course, your rosés. Rosés with salmon, oh, just just oh, chef's kiss, right? Now, we talk about some quintessential um, simple pairings or uh, dishes that we may have or see at every kind of cookout because – it's not always just about the meat. I know a lot of people go to the meat, um, but uh, sides are also just prevalent. I know a lot of times when I'm going to barbecues, the sides are really what sets it off. Like I love a good hamburger or a hot dog, but we've all tasted that. The sides, the mac and cheese, the um, potato salad, the coleslaw the baked beans so what are we looking at with all of these kind of dishes they've got kind of that stick to your rib kind of uh uh dish going on where it's got a little more heft to it because of the sauces that these are in it's not just oh you know here's here's a a piece of zucchini we may venture into that territory with some like vegetable skewers um but it's not just one simple like little oh here's some steamed broccoli it's gonna have some oomph to it it's gonna have some weight to the dish so rosés again just phenomenal look look to provence especially a lot of provence rosés have this little bit of sailing character so a little bit of saltiness to them you find one of those provence rosés they're going to go really well with some of these grilled dishes with these little bits of saltiness to kind of enhance the flavor. But especially if you're having any kind of vegetable heavy or seafood at your cookout, rosé, 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 Provence, rosé, Provence, rosé. Say it with me, Provence, rosé. Um, but let's go down for a few quick classic cookout dishes. Barbecue pork. 
Barbecue pork typically has a sweeter sauce. So if you're smoking some pork, uh, you get a sweet barbecue sauce that goes with it. Honey barbecue, maple, sweet baby rays, so on. Zinfandel or Rieslings. Um, Zinfandel has this jammy fruitiness that's going to really kind of complement that barbecue sauce. And then Riesling, if you get one that's like a little off dry, it's going to have that just a little bit of sugar to enhance that barbecue sauce. It's going to be really great. What about a barbecue uh, where people are going all out and breaking up the steaks? So San Giovese, a great option here. For spicy, like black peppered um, steaks with a little bit of A1, medium bodied Sangiovese or a Tempranillo has some of those cherry notes, uh, herbal flavors that it's going to go well with it. Think about like a, a an herb basted steak. Those two wines have a little bit of that earthiness uh, to them. And you'll also find super high quality Sangioveses and Tempranillos uh, that don't break the bank. So sometimes... We can get carried away with our cabs and stuff. Head on over to the San Giovese's. You'll love it. Trust me. Grilled chicken. We talked about uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Great uh, recommendation as well as Vino Verde. Summertime crowd pleaser. And if you want to flex a little bit of your uh, wine knowledge to some of your friends, break out something like a Vino Verde that they've maybe never even heard of and be like, oh, this is really good. So, very, very great wine to go with it. Speaking of something a little bit lighter, those veggie skewers, maybe that had those steaks with them. Chenin Blanc. You know, a lot of times people, like we mentioned earlier, they're looking at the meats, but vegetables are still showing up and they can have the potential be the star of the show. So I really recommend Chenin Blanc. Um, fantastic wall. Uh, white example look towards uh, Vouvray or South Africa South Africa has just been punching way above its weight um, and just putting um, just phenomenal examples of Chenin Blanc you might have just heard a lot about Chenin Blanc recently like in our last episode where we talked about um, uh, the Loire Valley Chenin Blanc being in Vouvray in the lore. Some great examples. But if you're trying to go a little bit more wallet friendly, don't don't just skip on by old good uh, South Africa for some really great um, uh, Chenin Blanc examples. So if none of those really kind of tickled your fancy, I'm just going to rattle off some things. See if any of these are what you may have on your menu. Some quick pairings with some great wines. Um, and then we'll we'll send you on your way so you guys can enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, and enjoy your barbecues. Uh, I hope this has been a quick but informational-driven uh, podcast. Make sure you, you guys have a great experience cooking out with your friends and family and really uh, having some great wines to go with it. So, steaks. If you're grilling out steaks, look Malbec, Syrahs, Shirazes. Really great. Burgers, Zinfandel, Grenache blends, things coming out like the Cote d'Aron. Cab Sauv is great for burgers. Sausages, Tempranillo, Gamay, Pinot Noirs, barbecued chicken, maybe a little warmer climate Chardonnay, something out of California is another great option. Pork chops, Valpicella, Barbera, with that great acidity, go with that fat. Rieslings or some dry rosés. 
salmon, maybe think of a sparkling rosé. Uh, we talked about a couple other options for salmon. Sparkling rosé. Pinot Gris over Pinot Grigio. Pinot Gris, fuller body, rounder flavor than the sharpness of a Pinot Grigio. Chilled Pinot Noir. Another option for red served at the right temperature. Sardines, Albarinos, Pitbull. Some great examples there. And then uh, finishing on vegetables. Again, Chenin Blanc, Chenin Blanc. Um, dry rosés is a great option, as well as gamay. If your veggies are going to have a little more umph to them, if they're going to be really hard grilled, gamay is, is a great uh, option there. I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I hope you enjoy uh, your 4th of July. If you did end up choosing any kind of wines after listening to this podcast, I'd love to see a picture of what you picked and what you paired it with. Uh, So if you want to send us uh, any of your pictures from your celebrations over on social media, please feel free to do so. To all of our international listeners, thank you for sticking through us. I know right now this isn't necessarily the best time for you guys to be having barbecues. especially in the Southern Hemisphere. But if you bookmark this or remember it for the future, please don't hesitate to also tag us, uh, the Duck Vine, on Twitter and Instagram. We'd love to see what you guys are drinking and uh, hope that this helps you make some decisions while you're in those stores. Uh, as always, I hope you had fun. Maybe you learned something. But the most important thing, we got to drink some wine. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.